Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody. Monday, brand new week. Pregnant with possibilities. This is the week everything can come together. Oh. You get the big promotion. You meet what? Mrs. Wright or Mr. Wright yes. or, or both if you're a thruple. Wow. Everything can come together. Or... Or today's the day you get marched to your car with a cardboard box and catch Omicron. You don't know. Oh, wow. On the way out, oh, I, I get the back flu. That's a rough day, but anything can I'd happen. rather have the thruple. But today, on a brand new week, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the National Football Freaking League, the NFFL. Holy cow, what a weekend. What Did it really happen? Or what was I dreaming? So you're, choos- you're choosing the promotion and thruple over the firing in Omicron, if you have the choice. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's not clear to me whether the thruple's a couple of gals or a couple of guys. Uh, it makes a difference. I mean, the obvious choice is a couple of gals, you know, I, as, as, as a, uh, you know, a functioning heterosexual male. Uh, seems uh, at first blush to be a great plan. On the other hand, the idea of both of them being mad at me at once sounds like a nightmare. And who knows? Maybe the dude is a great dude. You end up being good buds. You watch ball together. You're high fiving. Then you flip a coin to go see who spends time with the old lady. I don't know. It's tough. What's the joke about the threesome? If I wanted to disappoint up two other people, I'd go out to eat with my parents or something like that. <laughs> right. Something like close enough. <laughs> Yeah, so that was clearly the best weekend out of NFL football in the history of the sport, and uh, it almost—I mean, I wouldn't—I wouldn't trade it for any sports watching ever. But it almost feels like it'll never be this good again. Oh, <laughs> and, listen and, to the compass of tenth empty guy. I know, I know, I know. It's just God. I just feel like every this this next weekend. It's going to be 46 to 3 and 12 to 2. You know, it's just because God. How many games have I watched in my life? You were excited to watch, and it was 55-6. And they're snoozers. Yeah. That was unbelievable. If you get one of those, you think it was a good weekend. For those who are not football fans, all of the four critical playoff games went down to the last seconds. Each one of them. One of them in overtime. Last seconds, clearly. Every single game, the score with 0-0 on the clock kept one team from losing. Three of them won the game, and the other one sent to overtime. With zero on the clock! The 49ers never led nope. the entire game but one. Man, that's the second that counts. That last one. That, that's the only one that really matters. Yeah, that was good stuff. I didn't have a rooting interest, so I don't have any, uh, you know, because if you if you were rooting hard for one team and had your heart all tied up in it, it might have been a great weekend of excitement, but you're, uh, you're, you're miserable. If we did a sports show, we could take calls for the next 11 hours about the NFL's overtime uh, rules. I've got the answer. I've been saying it for 25 years. And you're right. College football displays it regularly. It's freaking awesome. It's the best overtime in all of sports. It's easy to do. Everybody's satisfied. Yep. But the NFL, I have no idea. I've never heard an explanation why the NFL doesn't want to do that. Stubbornness. They can't adopt a rule from their junior partner, their feeder league as it is. In college football... They basically have innings, but everybody yep, gets a sh- baseball. Everybody mm-hmm. gets a shot to not have the other team even get to touch the ball is ridiculous. But anyway, 
It doesn't literally become baseball for non-fans. They don't break out gloves and bats. It's just each team gets a chance to score, then the other team gets a chance to score. And if at the end of the inning you're ahead, you've won. But if you're tied, you play another inning. So what we've done, apparently, I haven't done it. I haven't done anything. Uh, apparently what somebody has done, the hardworking staff, has compiled a montage of the endings of all these fantastic games. So maybe we'll make that our opening clip to officially start the show on this. It is Monday, January 24th, the year 2022. New you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. And then let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, for which we are bleeping mother scratching sticklers. Here we go at Mark. For the win, the snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. Coffin nails. Robbie Gold has it away, and it is good. Robbie Gold has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. Matt Gay hits it with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the Chiefs have won in overtime. And Are it, you kidding me? And it occurs to me, listen to that, that's misleading also, because it could have been, you know, 13 to 10 from, uh, from the second half on, and then you win with a field goal or something. But it wasn't like that. The games were, with, with, before you got to the field goal, they were insane. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. crazy. Yeah. How many points were scored in the last two minutes last night? 25 or something like that? It was just insane. Well, the stat I loved was that uh, at the risk of going through sportsy, uh, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, their exciting young quarterback, had 177 passing yards after the two-minute warning. Yeah, it's unbelievable. After it. What? If if there's ever, like, uh, I saw Star Trek finally recently. Um, so if, if we ever need somebody to fly a, a spaceship through a tunnel, like, perfectly, or, or fire a missile at Putin, or, I mean, something that would take a tremendous amount of calm, cool collectiveness, I want Patrick Mahomes to be the person who does that. Yes. If ever the world yes. is on the line, or our nation or something, and he needs somebody who can perform under pressure, he's the number one choice. That guy yeah. has no heartbeat, or rate anyway. His heart rate seems to be 15 no matter what's happening. You know, the great ones are like that. I commented that uh, that Aaron Rodgers, who lost, he looks like an accountant waiting for a meeting to begin between plays. <laughs> now, granted, he did lose, but he's considered one of the finer quarterbacks. Now, you said Star Trek. Did you mean Star Wars? I did. you got to get your star action straight, or you're not in charge, all right? You're not coaching the team that employs Pat Mahomes to take out the Death Star. That was the first time I'd watched football this weekend in, uh, geez, five, six years. And um, picked a good weekend to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as I tweeted out last night, best weekend of NFL football ever. Meanwhile, the real world keeps doing its thing. New York Times out with a front-page story that uh, the Biden folks are seriously considering sending troops. We're sending all kinds of armaments to Ukraine, but sending troops to the area. And the story has changed a lot since Friday. If you're not up to speed on it, we'll bring you up to speed. Boy, I'd like to hear what their angle is. That that comes as a surprise to me. Interesting. Yeah, and NATO, the story out today, NATO's sending uh, more ships and warplanes to the area. So the, the, the drums of war are beating more loudly today than they were on Friday by a lot. 
Yeah, final note on the uh, the previous topic. Those of you who are not fans and you wonder why the hell we're talking about this, human beings need this sort of thing. We really do. Whether it's, you know, the, if you're a simpleton like ourselves, the football, maybe you're into chess and opera. That sort of thing. But, boy, we need our diversions or, or we'd go crazy. Well, I, I, can, I can speak to that. I've done the experiment. I didn't watch hardly any sports over the last five years, and, uh, and, uh, and it has not made me happier. Um, and, and having the diversion of kind of keeping track of the games while taking care of kids and doing everything else, uh, I, I think is helpful. I, I might be back to watch it. I might be watching sports for a different reason than I watched them when I was younger. Like, just, okay, make yourself do something that's not serious. Recharges keep, the battery. To keep from going crazy. Yeah. Or maybe there's some, I don't know, maybe psychologists have studied this. Maybe there's some benefit to expelling emotions on something that's inconsequential. Like a little release valve on your anger or... or, or um. Uh, things you care about or whatever that don't really matter. Yeah. So it's not all like the serious stuff all the time. Wow. So it's like a proxy outlet for your emotions that perhaps know. you shouldn't spend on someone you actually live with or work with. I don't know. Interesting question. I don't know either, but uh, I, I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm better off following sports, even though it is a stupid waste of time, than not. <laughs> Or it isn't. That's the whole question. I don't know. It's it's like, wow, we're really getting into the uh, the the, the, uh, the I don't know what we're getting into, but uh, the way that philosophers often say the fact that every single civilization creates a conception of God, the Almighty, without exception, shows that the human mind is meant for that. Perhaps that's the proof of the existence of God. Maybe it's not. I don't want to argue about it. We had that very conversation at my house the other day. How interesting. Uh, Anyway, but uh, humankind also needs sport. It needs outlet. It needs games. It needs something to watch and cheer for. That has been universal, whether it's, you know, football or that weird kick in a calf's head game around in (laughs) Afghanistan, which I don't know what the rules are and I don't want to play. But obviously, you need diversion. So I'm seriously into this whole Ukraine-Russia story, and I think the whole world's about to be here pretty soon. Um, but uh, I still don't like the warrior image. I wish they'd get rid of that in sports. I just, As I was going back and forth between what's going on, as I'm going back and forth between a Ukrainian soldier on the border, he was asked if he's worried. He said, the only thing I'm worried about is where we're going to bury all these dead Russian soldiers. As, as I go back and forth between that guy who's about to lay his life on the freaking line for his family to sports and what a warrior patrick mahomes is stop stop with that all right yeah. okay i get i get it but let's yeah. let's just stop with that let's just yeah. okay we got guys who died in afghanistan guarding the gate that those are warriors you're not a warrior because you you can play football and really do it well i I'm, i admire it it's cool it's all that but let's quit talking about the guts and the warrior attitude and blah. i just i don't like that puts me off maybe the rest of you think it's cool i don't know bothers me um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific, actually. It's really starting the week off in style. Awesome. I'm going to drink some coffee. There is an email that's specifically about the end times are here, and I think they're oh, wow. right. So that's a bit of a downer. Wow. Yeah. Starting off the week with an end times email. Oh, you're starting a show with a showstopper. <laughs> wow. All that's on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I met a guy yesterday. Seven feet tall. <laughs> I figured he had to be in sport, but he wasn't in sport. Armstrong and Getty. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. And one of the, what could be one of the great twists of history, Biden gives that speech last week, gets all twisted up in his language about, you know, if it's a minor incursion, and then has to overreact so hard that it ends up we fight Putin harder than we would have if he hadn't gotten all fumbled up in his words. I think that might actually be happening. We can talk I'm, more about that later. Uh, right, yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad uh, conjecture at all. Isn't that wild? The twists and turns of history. Hey, too many twists. Too many turns. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Ah, wow, I'm sorry. I uh, I thought I had my... Uh, you know, here's your, uh, here's your, speaking of real warriors, here's your Ulysses S. Grant quote, uh, doing a series of him lately. Uh, the art of war is simple enough. Find out where your enemy is. Get at him as soon as you can. Strike him as hard as you can. And keep moving on. That, uh, that seems to be the Ukrainian philosophy. David Ignatius in the Washington Post today has been interviewing lots of people around Ukraine, said their goal is to kill as many Russian soldiers as possible, as quickly as possible, that the population of Russia turns against Putin's idea. That's their plan. Yeah, and uh, at first blush, I thought, well, that is the point of all war, isn't it? But no, not as opposed to territorial defense or preventing them from reaching blah, blah. No, they're just going to inflict as much horror and pain as they humanly can, which is uh, obviously a a chilling idea. But if I had a hostile force invading my land, I might be in favor of it. Plus, there's some belief that the population of Russia is not into this war the way Putin is. Yeah, there's a fair amount of speculation among the uh, learned and informed that the pooter feels certain pressures, and this whole thing is an exercise in relieving those pressures as opposed to some grand and glorious scheme that all the Russian people are enthused about, as Jack says. Here's your mailbag. Adam in Orange County with a note, and you know what? I love this theme. Folks, make a mental note of this. His topic line is, Parody is Impossible. And he sent along a headline that seems like it's got to be parody, but in the modern world, no, no, it's not. So feel free to join in the fun. If you find a headline or a story that seems like it's got to be parody, but isn't, send it along with the tagline, Parody is Impossible. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's your headline, actual National Geographic headline. An endangered wolf went in search of a mate. The border wall blocked him. Oh, my God. You know, with all due regard to the needs of horny wolves, we got two million people sneaking into the country on a regular basis, all right? I got to talk about some of the silliness I saw at the uh, Museum of Modern Art over the weekend along the lines of what you're just uh, talking about there. Oh, just just roll. You can't roll your eyes hard enough. Yeah, they don't go far enough up in my head. Yeah, I hear that. You know, the, the the Internet is abuzz with references to Biden giving much more of a crap about the Ukrainian border than our own. I think it's a legit point. Moving along, this note from Jim simply says, put meatloaf in oven 1,800 degrees for two hours. That is the recipe for cremating the great singer. Oh, Jim, wow. Not, not funny. Wow, that's rough. Not clever. Not cool at all. No, not good at all. Oh, wow. man. Oh, that's rough, is right. Uh, a friend of mine, 
Uh, Mike, the lawyer in Chicago, I've made many references through the years. He's a fine, fine fellow. Uh, sent a reference to this to me privately. Larry sent it along officially to show channels our sincerest apologies from the Weber company. This morning, you received our weekly recipe of the week email, which we send every Friday. And it's not Tuesday. the meatloaf thing again, is it? In today's email, we highlighted a grilled meatloaf recipe. Oh, but it's At not the time the we cremation thing. <laughs> we are not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor Mr. Marvin Lee Aday, also known as Meatloaf. We want to express our sincerest apologies for this oversight and for any offense this email may have caused. If I'm Meatloaf's brother, I'm not offended by that. I think, wow, what a weird coincidence. And I go on with my life! Stop wanting to be offended, you panty-wadded little babies. Oh, jeez. We have so much to talk about. Bill Maher is forgetting over COVID, the great lefty leader of thinking. Among other things we got to talk about, Ukraine, obviously, all on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is what's called a memory wall in the center of Kiev. Photos of Ukrainian soldiers who were killed fighting Russian-backed separatists in the east. A reminder that fighting has been going on in this country for years. A warning of what could be coming. My brothers in arms on the front and here in Kiev have only one question. Where will we bury the Russian soldiers? That's some heavy stuff right there. As they are preparing there in Ukraine to fight a uh, an overwhelming force that's got them practically surrounded and has the very best technology that exists in the world. And a force uh, whose intentions are, are mysterious and difficult to, to ascertain. Right. So this story broke yesterday. Biden weighs deploying thousands of troops to Eastern Europe and Baltics. That was something that wasn't seen as on the table up until fairly recently. President Biden is considering the deployment, the deployment of several thousand U.S. troops as well as warships and aircraft to NATO allies in the Baltics and Eastern Europe, an expansion of American military involvement amid mounting fears of a Russian incursion into Ukraine. The move would signal a major pivot for the Biden administration which up until recently was taking a restrained stance in Ukraine out of fear of provoking Russia into invading. Oh, we don't want to provoke anybody. But it's, it's such the classic dealing with a bully thing. At some point, you have to recognize the bully is intent on bullying. And they're going to do it whether you provoke them or don't provoke them. They're well, just... they're provoking a provocation. I mean, that's exactly why they're doing what they're doing, so they can then say, well, we've been provoked. You just jabbed me in the chest ten times. Yeah, so uh, keep mentioning David Ignatius. Well, let's hear from David Ignatius of the Washington Post here, and then I'll fill in some more of it. As grim as it is to say this, that if Putin attacks in a significant way across the line into Ukraine, Ukraine's strategy, as best I could understand from talking to people, is to kill Russian soldiers quickly in as many numbers as they can to show the cost right away because polling suggests this war is not popular with large parts of russia and uh, so that's an interesting angle of it uh but he had just said um and his column is uh, saying that in the washington post today as he was traveling around and checking with people in that area of the world 
their question is, why is the Biden administration waiting until Putin moves to do any of these things? Why don't you impose the sanctions now? Why don't you move the armaments now, which they're starting to do? Why are you going to wait? You don't wait until the bully punches you in the nose when he made, when he's made it clear you're going to punch him in the nose. So a lot of the world in that part of the world thinks the Biden administration is being too uh, too reactive. You know, it's funny. The first time I heard that, I thought, no, that sounds like a bad idea, but maybe I'm just a half-wit. But um, it, it now occurs to me, well, that flips the uh, reverses the field in a way. Now, if you impose the sanctions, uh, for instance, and then uh, then the other shoe that can drop is Putin says, all right, all right, I won't invade. Then you can lift the sanctions. So you have a, a carrot there having already wielded the stick. Yeah, that's the idea. You back off and the sanctions come off. Yeah. You know, one other thought, though, I want to point out. I'm not sure that moving the troops and the equipment and that sort of thing into the Baltic states is exactly a signal that we're going to uh, engage in a kinetic war, because I don't think we are. In fact, I'm pretty sure we're not. What I think it is is similar to what we were just talking about in that Putin is insisting NATO pull back. Pull back from the Baltic states. Pull back from, uh, you know, the uh, the former Soviet republics. Uh, do all sorts of pulling back. And Biden saying, you know what? You're being such an a-hole. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to move all sorts of gear into those states. And then when Putin says, all right, I back down, I back down. Well, then we can back down. In a meeting at uh, over the weekend at Camp David, the presidential retreat, uh, Biden met with several Pentagon officials. And the options he was presented include sending one to 5,000 troops to Eastern European countries with the potential to increase that number tenfold, so that'd be 50,000 troops, if things deteriorate. The officials spoke on a condition of anonymity, which you never know if that's on purpose or not, if they leaked that into the newspaper on purpose or if they're talking out of turn. This discussions come as the State Department, and this broke yesterday too, ordered all family members of U.S. Embassy personnel in Kiev to leave Ukraine citing the threat of a Russian military action, and authorized some embassy employees to depart as well. So we're getting everybody out of our embassy. I thought it was interesting that Ukraine said, hey, that's hasty. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. I think they want as many Americans in the capital as possible because they know the Putin will hesitate to you know, inflict any casualties on the U.S. of A. Well, the problem is you start sending as so NATO. The story today is NATO sending more uh, ships and fighter planes. So if we're sending planes and ships and troops, and NATO sending planes and trips and ships and troops, you don't need much of a miscalculation or something going a little haywire. And Russia has fired on a U.S. soldier or a U.S. ship or a NATO ship, and then things get can get out of hand really fast. That's absolutely true. I hope not, but. Obviously, that's what can happen. Sure, sure. You got a bunch of fighting men uh, bristling around and, and eyeballing each other. Some captain uh, does something he shouldn't do, then all of a sudden it's on. Remember the main, folks. Remember the main. Actually, forget about the main. That's a bad example. Was the main one of those phony, uh, phony uh, false flag things? I don't remember the main. I remember huh. the slogan. Remember the main, but I, don't I remember clearly the story. don't either. <laughs> I've, wow. I've I've failed to remember the main. I remember the later. Titanic, the Lusitania, Gulf of Tonkin, suspect. I remember the SS Minnow. True. Um, I remember the Love Boat. Who could forget? So the uh, the interesting thing with dictatorships is uh, it's all in one person's head. 
whether or not uh, Putin is going to start a war that could turn into a much wider war is all in that one guy's head. As opposed to a bunch of people getting together and making a decision uh, in a democracy. Right. Although, theoretically, the commander-in-chief... Oh, sure. Not theoretically, actually, can can commit us to war without an uh, act of Congress. Which sure. But a tad if, unconstitutional. But if you did that and uh, word comes out that you ignored all your advisors, there's a tremendous political cost to pay for that. Whereas if you're a dictator, you don't worry about that at all. Not much. Um, uh, the Ukrainian plan of killing as many Russian soldiers as possible, as fast as possible, that could be. That could look really awful. I mean, that would be crazy ugly. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how we react. <clears throat> so uh, smarter people than me have uh, came to this conclusion before I did, but it seems pretty obvious. So Biden last week says, well, if it's a minor incursion, I don't know what we'd do then. And so they had to clean that up, walk that back, and in, in, in a way to to counteract that, they've like overreacted probably and started saying things and doing things that they wouldn't have otherwise, mm-hmm. which is really wild, which is to Ukraine's benefit. They've had to. I think Biden and his gaffe put them in a position where you have to just completely reset the table with Putin. The part of that that we didn't talk enough about is probably in that same answer where he said, you know, disagreements within NATO, sending the signal to Putin that NATO is not a unified, uh, you know, block on this. And uh, I was taking in some information on this over the weekend. Whenever you hear anybody talking about you know, problems with the NATO. It's all Germany. It's Germany, Germany, Germany. Germany is the country that matters and is not on board. That's what Nazi they're talking Germany. about. Germany, regular Germany. Germany is not on board because Modern Germany. they don't want to blow up this whole pipeline situation and uh, cheaper natural gas and uh, and they're willing to throw Ukraine to the wolves to try to keep that going. So it's all the about Germans. Germany. Yeah. Wow. So wow. we'll see what happens. You know what, as a protest, I'm going to set fire to my neighbor's BMW. I won't have this German insolence. So I didn't watch 49ers at Rams there at the end of the regular season when the 49ers had to win the game to mm-hmm. get into the playoffs. Yeah. But young Alex was just telling me that it, there were more 49ers fans there than Rams fans. It was like a home game, yeah. Yeah, there were times when the Rams had to go with like a silent count when you do when the crowd is so loud when you're on the road you can't hear the quarterback. They had to do that at their own stadium. So the Rams are restricting tickets. You can only buy tickets if you're a local person. They're trying to stop 49ers fans from buying tickets to the NFC Championship game to make it once again a 49ers home game 400 miles away. Right. I understand that. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or kosher or legal, but I understand it. You know, it's it's L.A. Pro sports are fun. It's a thing to do. It's not like Green Bay, where it's an identity. Right. You know, it's not like Chicago, where people bleed the Bears and the Bulls and the, 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 the Cubs and the Sox. I mean, it's just it's different. So, yeah, yeah, people go if they got nothing else to do. <laughs> wow. But so if you keep 49ers. With exceptions, obviously, hardcore Rams fans. God I, bless you. I got to believe in the modern Internet era, a lot of people are going to find a way around that somehow. But uh, so if you keep 49ers fans from going to Los Angeles to watch the Rams, do you end up with a half-empty stadium? Is that much better? No, I think what you end up with is a bunch of Los Angelinos uh, who've become amateur ticket brokers. 
and you're going to see a hell of a lot of tickets on the secondary market. Oh, gotcha. and uh, you'll achieve roughly the same result just with one extra transaction. You can you can always get a ticket. That's been my experience, oh, yeah. and I've yeah. done a lot of scalping. I uh, I used to travel with this guy they called Scalp King, and uh, and we went to events. We went to a 49ers Packers game Monday Night Football. Steve Young, Brett Favre playoff. In infic- I mean, as big a game as you could get in a regular season. And we showed up with no tickets and got great seats outside and wasn't even a bad price. You can <laughs> always get tickets. So 49ers fans want to go to uh, watch the 49ers-Rams game in L.A.? Just show up. You will be able to buy tickets. That's a bold maneuver, but I like it. Yeah. Now, the whole, we can't guarantee the price. Your results may vary. You do have to be willing to. And as a young man, I was always willing to. If it doesn't happen, we'll walk across the street to the bar and have a freaking great time watching the game on TV. It's the key to any negotiation. You're willing to walk away. Everything will be fine. It will not be a disaster if we watch the game right over there in that sports bar. And one final tip from me, and this will hurt some people's feelings. You need to memorize the way the seats work, like the numbers of the sections, because, and this is shocking, the scalpers will lie to you. I did buy a ticket to watch a Boston Red Sox game one time I scalped, and I was sitting behind a pole. My legs were straddling a pole, one leg Ah, on one side of the pole, and I had to move my head back and forth around the pole to see the game. I think it was the year I moved to California. We moved to California, bought a scalped uh, ticket to an A's uh, playoff game uh, that the guy told me, oh, right behind third base, it's uh, about uh, 35 rows up, great seat. I get that my seat, I am sitting on the moon. I mean, (laughs) I am across the bay in San Francisco. I could barely see home play. You were farther away than if you had stayed on your own couch. (laughs) Oh, yeah, exactly. I was barely in the stadium at all. Got a scalping story or anything? You can text us. We got much to talk about today. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The oldest living person in the United States died this week at the age of 115. It's a powerful reminder to always test your cocaine for fentanyl. (laughs) I don't think that's what what happened. Uh, So we have some breaking news. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court choosing to hear a case is as big a deal as them ruling on a case. Mm. Right? Because sometimes they just decide not to hear it. So the lower court decision stands. They've agreed to hear a case on race-conscious college admissions like they do in Harvard. And that puts the fate of affirmative action on the line. Something people have been debating for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Racism to fix racism is what affirmative action is. That's one of the great questions of our time. Yep. So that'll be an exciting one to follow. A couple of things to touch on very briefly. I promised you the end of the world in mailbag, then failed to deliver it. I apologize humbly and deeply. Skyler in Utah has written, Matthew chapter 24 is a good place to look for prophecies about the end of the world. I haven't been, but that's good to know. With everything that's been going on lately, I decided to reread some of it. And while I do uh, think the end is still quite a ways off, many of the prophecies have been fulfilled. One thing that really struck me in reading this time was verse 10. It says, and I quote, This is the Bible. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Boy, if that isn't our world today, I don't know what is, writes Skylar. 
Absolutely. Please, everybody's permanently offended, betraying one another, and hates one another, especially on Twitter. Of course, what if Twitter is hell? It could be. It could be. Think about it. You spend your eternity in Twitter, (laughs) screeching at each other and answering sarcastically. In the Twitter comment section. That's what you are. That's what hell is. That's right. You're forever arguing in the comment section of Twitter. That's it. Now you got my attention. I'm cleaning up my act. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Twitter. Uh, This is kind of good news. The Wall Street Journal over the weekend writes, so they're having trouble uh, filling jobs all across the country. Well, separate topic. We've got to get into that later. The, the, The figuring out what's going on there. The great resignation. How many of it is men who are not working and are never going to work again, have we crafted such a welfare society that we're just going to have a bigger chunk of people that don't work than we've ever had in our nation's history? I think the answer to that is yes, but uh, it's worth looking into. Maybe that later. But into the battle for workers. As places are having trouble getting the people to come work, the 401k is getting a new look. About 16% of large and mid-sized employers plan to raise their 401k contributions in 2022. So that's hmm. exciting. Yeah. Another 8% they're said they're considering such a move, according to preliminary results of a survey of about 100 companies. So a chunk of employers out there may be raising the 401k contributions. That's a pretty good carrot out there. Like to see that. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've always been troubled by the limitations on, on 401ks and such by the government. Now, don't save too much for your old age. We're going to limit it. Right. Um, I need to talk later about taking my son to the Museum of Mar- Modern Art in San Francisco over the weekend. He is a uh, he's a very artistic kid, and I'm trying to inspire him that direction. Mm. But uh, I don't know if modern art was the best place to start. Uh, he uh, I I wasn't trying to push him in any direction, but he's got his old man's genes. Oh boy! And quickly decided that most modern art is stupid, which it is. Most modern art is freaking stupid. Wow, says the man who just lacks the sophistication to appreciate Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you and Hitler. Whatever. Hitler hated modern art, too. Yep. That's enough said. Well, he was right about that, and so am I. <laughs> God, so much of it is so stupid. And so woke. So much woke modern art. Oh, oh now, you, now oh, you got my attention. Rolling my eyes so hard. Oh, shut oh. up. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we're... Uh, we're looking at some of this stuff, and, you know, the classic modern art that I always mock is you got a big, giant 12-foot by 12-foot. It's just all one color. It's all blue or something. Sure. And then next to it is a little plaque describing how it's man's inhumanity to man or inequality <laughs> or whatever the frig it's claiming. Sure it is. <laughs> anyway, and Henry was mocking it, which was pretty funny, and we were sitting there taking a rest. And I was telling him about, see, that college across the street, that's the uh, that's the uh, that's the art college right there, and it's a very famous art college. And, you know, if you're really into art, you can go to a, sp- a specific college to, to learn more about art and everything like that. And he said, well, do you think I could go there? And I said, well, you have to, uh, most colleges like this, you have to qualify for. I mean, not only do you pay, but you have to reach, they have to think you're good enough to be able to get in. And he said, well, if that's what passes for art, I think I can get in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, wise beyond his years. Yeah, you just got to be skilled enough at duping the pretentious. That you know. Yeah, the plaque, the 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 saying you put with your art is more important than the art itself. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's a lot like, and this is true. If if you're not hip to this in the scientific community, you know where the grants are going. Oh sure. So you press those buttons. You say, I intend to prove through the study of turtle shells that 
Uh, climate change is affecting, uh, what are turtles? I almost said amphibians. Are they reptiles? It's a turtle. It's not an amphibian. Or is it? It's not a dog. <laughs> well, it's certainly not. No, it's not a, not a bird. Anyway, <laughs> you see my point. So I got more on the modern art. I'll read from some of the plaques later in the show because it's pretty hilarious. Um, but there was a commercial on the NFL games over the weekend that was making me insane. Speaking of being woke. Yeah. Yep. 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 We can play that for you, among other things, to kick off hour two. Well, and my people had a tough weekend, too. An Irishman on a flight from Dublin to New York was arrested after creating numerous disturbances. And... uh the drunk Irishman stereotype. I don't appreciate it being echoed in the media. From it's a, funny. From a drunk Irishman? Well, what now? That guy, you... he was a drunk Irishman, right? <laughs> right. Are you saying I'm a... No, no, How no, dare no. you? It's dry January. How dare you? Tom and Getty.